This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the January 20th edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Getting ready to break down the weekend action in the NBA. If you're new to me, I guess, uh, I used to do a lot of weekend update recap kind of pods, sometimes impromptu, sometimes planned, but just so many games on Saturday, I asked the higher up guys if I could record a pod for old time's sake, and I got the okay, so hopefully this goes great. Hopefully a lot of you guys listen, share it, and we can maybe do more of these. I'm really pumped to talk about all this stuff. There's just so much that went down. I mean... Just really monumental things just going on for for fantasy. I mean, I have stashed Demarcus Cousins in two leagues, and I'm going to start with that. Uh, I feel like that impact is really the highlight here. We'll talk about the Davis injury. Lonzo Ball just went down tonight. I'm recording this about 15 minutes after the Nuggets game. Hey, the Cavs lost again. Shocker. But So we'll talk about really everyone. Um, I'll try to get to the Wizards and Knicks who didn't play this weekend. Just kind of go through... Fantasy takeaways, schedule, lookout, aware, things you want to keep an eye on. Guys that have good schedules, bad schedules, all that stuff you want to keep in mind if you want to set yourself up for a real strong postseason run. I'm going to try to go off kind of standard-ish Yahoo settings. Um, so, you know, the last three or three and a half weeks of the season are what matters most. Obviously, if your league doesn't play the last week, that would change things. So we'll focus on, like, post-break schedules and all that good stuff. So, yeah, let's just start with Cousins. So, I was pretty impressed. Obviously, when you play off an Achilles, it, it takes a little bit of time. But overall, I thought he had some good bursts. He looked tired. That was really the thing for the past two and a half weeks. Steve Kerr was saying, okay, I'm not I'm worried about your conditioning. It was, you know, I mean, maybe a month. So, he was still tired. He saw at the end of his stretches he was dying. He was reaching a little bit for the fouls, fouled out. But, I mean, 15-6 and three and three threes. He looked really good. Uh I thought he exceeded expectations. I mean, the Clippers' defense is pretty bad, especially interior-wise, so it was a great matchup for him. But um, 37.1 usage rate. Again, one-game sample, 15-minute sample, so whatever. But um, I thought the three threes are interesting. He's going to be wide open a lot. And Cousins, you know, he's not a great three-point shooter, but uh, he shot 42.3% on wide-open threes last year, 39% two years ago. So when he's open, he's pretty solid. And you would imagine he's not going to be taking those very many pull-up threes because obviously the Warriors are the Warriors. So I think, you know, maybe two threes is legit. And that's pretty good for a starter, for a guy who's going to probably score in the teens, probably come, you know, seven, eight rebounds and low 20s in minutes. Going to probably have some back-to-back restrictions here and there. But, I mean, they just did look dominant. Well, His plus-minus was insane. I forget what it was off the top of my head. Uh, it was like plus 20 or 21 or something. Uh, I think they were, and they won by, what, 18. So... Yeah, um, again, if you stash Cousins, you, you feel great. I, I As far as like expectation goes, you know, I, I wouldn't say top 50 just because I don't think he's going to be, you know, not going to be playing every game. He's going to probably sit. They do have a great late season schedule. Talk about that too. But, you know, I think top 75 is doable. For a guy that you've been stashing, you probably got him after 100 or picked him up. Um, I think I drafted him at like 92 or something in my – um, two IR spot deep league, and I still feel pretty good about it. So again, 
the Warriors have tied for the best postseason schedule in the last three and a half weeks. So that's you know super valuable when you want him. So if he's he has that five game week coming up. So if he sits one of those, you still get a four game week at a boogie. You're chilling. So again, um, big on that. I'm gonna let's talk about uh, how this affects other guys. So let's look at who played what when with boogie. <laughs> Sorry if that's weird, but seven point two minutes with the starters. Um, just going from really the other four all stars, fifteen minutes with Clay, fourteen point eight minutes with Dre. Eight with Steph, seven, um, and then seven point four with KD. So KD pretty much plays the whole first and the whole third most of the time. So you would think he's probably least affected. So I wouldn't worry about him. Draymond's usage is tiny, anyways. Fewer shots for him is probably a good thing. Uh, he's been assisting really well. May hurt his rebound rate a little bit, but not enough where you're really going to be like, oh man, Dre's killing his rebound stuff along those lines. Um, the guy I'm most worried about is Clay Thompson for me. Uh, Clay does need his usage. He is very scoring dependent. Needs to hit threes in bunches. Those big games really boost his value. If he doesn't have those as much, he's going to have a tough time cracking like top 35 value. So um, one thing that really stood out to me is looking at his usage rates with some of the other uh, with the other studs. So when there are um, no cousins in this, so when the other three stars are together, uh, Steph has a 26 usage rate. Katie is at 20. 5.1 and then Clay's at 20 20.7. Um so without Steph, KD goes to 34 uh and then Clay is still 27.5. But then without KD, Steph's actually only a 27.7 usage rate, which is I was stunned when I read that. Uh and then Clay's actually much higher, 28.3. So you figure Clay and Boogie you're probably based on the last game and based on uh how you think they would stagger Cousins away from you know, the the anchors of their offense being... Clay's great and all, but Clay's, you know, obviously we've seen the whole three dribbles for the 60 points or whatever he does. So he needs other players to produce his offense, not so much as, obviously, KD not, is probably the ultimate opposite of that. So I would probably sell a little bit on Clay if you can. Um, if you listen to my preseason pod, you probably didn't draft Clay. I was one of my avoids, and he's been better than I thought. Uh, but the reason why is because of Cousins. So I'd be worried about him. I'm not worried about Steph. Um, really, I guess the one takeaway is like uh, the Warriors may get hot and may you know run away with it and have to rest guys later. So um, again, Steph's just insane. Like he's shooting 70, 72 shooting on the road. He's just been unreal. So um, I do like him quite a bit. Uh, obviously, you're dropping Kevon Looney or all those guys. Like you're pretty much just, it's and even Iguodala, who's been pretty good. Uh, I've been streaming Iguodala for a couple leagues and he's been more, um, more than satisfying for me. Um, so let's just stick with this game because there's big news in this one too. Uh, that's Lou Williams. He is, quote, for sure out two more. We saw them get list Lou Williams as questionable for Sunday. I don't buy it based on Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers, he, you know, is like aggravation. He's not, he's he's out. Um, so if he plays Sunday, I'm, I'd be stunned. Um, and then also Gallo, he's doubtful. He had back surgery back in the day with his Knicks days. He's had back spasms countless times. Uh, so you is he's doubtful, and I mean the Clippers they like to make guys questionable. So for them to call him doubtful, you think that he's missing a few games here at least. So that creates a couple big opportunities for some guys. Uh, if you have Tobias Harris, you're looking pretty good. Um, has a six percent usage rate boost without Gallo and Lou on the floor. Twenty seven and ten per thirty six. We saw his scoring dip a little bit, you know, a few weeks ago. He's just doing more stuff. Tobias is the man. This guy's so durable. Uh, coming off a 28-pointer, uh, they really uh, defended him aggressively as well. 
um, with Gallo out. So Tobias is, is going to be a DFS guy you're going to probably play more often than not. I would play him against San Antonio today. Uh, I, I'm all in on Tobias going forward. And the schedule's kind of just okay. It's just average, but you're fine there. But the other big winner for me would be uh, SGA. Um, Doc talked him up hard. He's like, hey, you got to be aggressive. Use your size. He made it seem like they weren't really telling him enough to use his size to score more. And we saw him match his career high 24 points, got to the line 10 times, made all 10. Uh, so obviously with Lou Williams out, he should be looking at much better minutes. 69-minute sample without him and Gallo, you're looking at 25, 5, 3, and 1.6 steals. That's stellar numbers. So um, SGA, make sure he's not in the waiver wire right now. Uh, I've, you know, He's going to give you some duds. That's what rookies do, especially point guards. But uh, a guy who's been really justifiably dropped in a lot of leagues I, I would fire him up and um, get him active wherever you can um, I don't know who you would drop uh, for you shallow league guys but I have high hopes for him um, after that it gets a little tricky so this is going to be kind of random here but <laughs> listening to Doc Rivers talk there was one player that like struck me who he talked up a lot and that's Jonathan Motley uh, we saw him go two center lineups a little bit because they needed to fill power forward minutes without Gallo so if you're in a super deep league or if you're looking for a straight dart throw in DFS, that'll be minimum. Um, keep an eye on Motley. Again, the Clippers are you know losing a little bit of ground um, if they start falling behind. He he's I feel like he doesn't like Gortat. <laughs> he doesn't like Boban. He actually he's been kind of taking jabs at Boban a little bit lately, uh, much to my chagrin. So um, you know get off Bob. Even I would even pick up Motley. Like I feel like if Gortat ever got hurt again, Motley maybe maybe starting. Um, but there was, he said he's a good player. He had, quote, sea legs in the beginning of the game. So it sounds like they want to get him going again. Uh, he said he made the right plays. So just keep an eye on Motley for you super deep league fantasy owners out there. Um, again, I think he's going to play some power forward. Uh, call me Kurt. What if, what if he starts uh, against Pau Gasol or something like that? You know, total, total uh, shocker if that happens. You would think Mike Scott starts. He started the third quarter. Doesn't really defend with stats, anyways. You know, three pointers here and there could stream for threes and boards, stuff like that. But doesn't really do anything for you. If you listen to DFS Pod, I talked a lot about how Avery Bradley could be on thinner ice and how Doc wanted to play Avery Bradley more with Pat Beverly. So keep an eye out for that. I mean, Pat Beverly would benefit as well. Obviously, he's not going to benefit to the level that I think SGA will. Uh, and then maybe Beverly benefits a little bit. Obviously, Lou plays down the stretch. Um, Ty Wallace, my boy, I think he'll be getting more minutes, possible sneaky deep pickup, possible um, candidate to start too for Gallo. This guy plays pretty much four positions. Uh, we know that Doc likes him, plays the right way, so on so on, so forth. So uh, like him, and then we'll see Jerome Robinson in the rotation, but you're not going to be doing anything with him. I think that covers it for those two guys with the injuries. Let's talk about the most impactful injury that will be happening for the next one, two weeks. That is the best player in fantasy basketball by a very wide margin, Anthony Davis. Uh, sounded like he was going to be all right when we went to bed on Friday night. Woke up, at least a few West Coast people, woke up on Saturday morning to find out that he is out one to two weeks with a finger sprain. Going to have an, uh, a re, uh, an evaluation uh, in I guess two to three days now as I record this pod. So, you know, hold your breath. Uh, we know. We saw what happened with Wendell Carter Jr. I mean, second evals can be really scary. So uh, I am an Anthony Davis owner in my auction league. I would have paid probably another $20 to what I, compared to what I got him at. But, um, yeah, Davis is a guy you just, yeah, just hope he's, that's pretty much what we've, we've said all along. Just like, okay, if ADC is on the, on the court, you're all right. Should add, though, Pelicans uh, tied for the worst schedule 
uh, playoff schedule. Um, them, the Bulls, and the Nets have just awful playoff schedules. If you're kind of sitting pretty um, and you want to, you know, flip AD, and you know, or even if you're not sitting pretty and you feel pretty good about your playoff chances, and you want to, and you need to win the next two weeks, and you want to sell AD off for like, like crazy as it sounds, get Jokic plus. Denver has a great schedule, something along those lines. Um, Cat schedule isn't great. But, yeah, you're pretty much, if you're going to want to flip AD, I'd probably look for Jokic. Uh, Jokic Again, Jokic plus, you should be getting more than him. Um, Harden's fine, obviously. Uh, maybe Giannis, their schedule's kind of just average as well. Um, but, but So it's kind of crazy. You would imagine that AD going out means like, oh my god, pick this guy up, pick this guy up, pick this guy up. It's not really the case. It's pretty much just going to be all the guys that are active are going to be better. Uh, so you're expecting a lot out of Drew Holiday. Without AD, you're looking at 23, 5-8, and, and 2 steals per 36. He should just be a monster. Uh, Julius Randle has awesome splits with Drew. Without AD, 30-11, 4 dimes. Okafor is actually 22-10, and 102-minute sample with Drew. So he's going to get backup minutes. You're looking at you know streamers, 16-teamer or deeper if you need a big man. Miritich, 19-9 per 36 with Drew. Uh, Darius Miller is really the only guy of the guys that get good minutes that has a plus net rating with the main core. So he's probably going to see a little bit of run. You would assume that Miritich gets the start. Um, and they may kind of go situational with him. Possibly check Diallo with some bigger lineups in those situations. But again, really nobody I look to add. I guess Etwan Moore would probably be a guy that I might add. Just again, more usage and so forth for him. But again, it's just kind of weird. Um, whereas... Like, like with Capella, too. You think that, oh my god, Clint Capella is so awesome. He gets so many minutes now, career-high minutes. There's going to be so many guys to add, and there's, like, nobody. Uh, so it's just kind of weird. It's, it's like the op- That's why I always think basketball is better, better than football. Uh, you really got to crunch the numbers, and it's, it's fun stuff. Okay, so that covers it for the Friday leads. So I wanted to get those on top, but let's kind of go with the recent stuff. So let's go over the Saturday games first, talk about what we learned from that. And then I'll hit some Friday notes as well. Won't well, so that that way we won't have to double dip going from Friday to Saturday. So the teams that played Saturday, I won't hit them again on on the Friday. So we'll just fire through this. We had some good games today. We had some blowouts. We had two huge, I mean three huge shots today uh, with Paul George, Buddy freaking healed, and then Eric Gordon coming up large. Uh, we'll talk about all that in a second. Let's start with the day game today. Paul George is amazing. Uh, I mean he's pretty. We, uh, guy, I have got to toot my own horn. I, I have him a lot. Um, he's just awesome. Um, you you hit a home run if you sat at the end of the first round, early second round. You took Paul George. You nailed it. Uh, that's all there is to it. So just keep rocking him, putting him in your lineup. Um, Stephen Adams has been just tremendous. High minutes. He's gonna get. He's gonna be great. Um, Westbrook's been bad on the, um, from the field. We knew this was gonna happen. Looked up his stats. Today. He's actually been great down the stretch. We saw those three free throws he hit last week. Uh, in clutch time, he hit two more that were clutch today after Embiid hacked him. Um, he dropped some foul language after the game. But Westbrook struggling at the rim, struggling on mid-range, struggling on three, struggling really everywhere offensively. But you knew this. You knew that when you took Westbrook, you were blowing three categories in nine category leagues. And then you know maybe even half that, considering he doesn't make threes. But you're just going to smash in steals, assists, rebounds, and points. Like That's what you signed up for. So, um, yeah. But you should be happy if you drafted Westbrook. He's been mostly durable considering um, all the constant knee issues he's had in his career. Uh, Jeremy Grant somewhat cooled off offensively, but he's still blocking shots. Uh, he made 6-6 six six from the line today, so I think if you, he's looking great. Um, 
another guy who's exceeded ex- expectations. I had high hopes for him, and he's really smashed them. Uh, Philly Simmons has been just ridiculous. He's, I think, like 20 and close to triple-double stats. Um, steals him decent, blocks him decent. Again, he's going to be good in field goal percentage. I don't, I'm don't. i not telling you anything crazy here. Uh, Jimmy Butler's going to line more, like what I saw to him. Wilson Chandler's terrible. J.J. Reyes going to score around 20 with plenty of threes. We kind of know this. This, they're, this, it's like we always say this for fantasy. We want to know more about the bad teams because they're changing rotations. I mean, Cameron freaking Payne started today. Like, it's just hilarious how things just change so fast as these bad teams tank, look for answers to try to get wins to save some jobs and so on. So we'll probably focus more on that. So let's just move past. Uh, I'll add Embiid. I thought he looked much better today. Uh, first half on Thursday, I was like, yo, this guy's going to miss games. Uh, I think their next back-to-back is like February 12th or 13th. It's like right before the break, whatever it is. So that's good. You would think the Sixers are probably in the hunt for a backup big man to alleviate some of the stress because Embiid's really giving us all um, as the Sixers. They want, it seems like they want home court perhaps more than most of the Eastern Conference teams. Uh, okay, so this is a weird one. The Suns, they had started DeAnthony Melton. He played seven minutes in the first Four in the second, and then the last three minutes in garbage time when he replaced, I think Ubre was it? There's a few guys that replaced, but he was one of the guys that replaced for garbage time. Again, started, didn't play the third. That was Elia Kobo, who didn't play at all in the fir- in the first half. Um, so it was pretty much, you know, like hey, Melton. I think I think this was may have been uh, planned, but Melton was bad. Uh, he got beat up on Kemba Walker. Uh, if you listen to Igor Kokoskov talk. I made a joke in one of my blurbs today. He talks about energy more than a thermochemistry teacher. Uh, for anyone who's taken anything related to that, uh, like that, it's just crazy. Like he loves energy and presence inside the paint, and I feel like it's like kind of a shot at De- uh, DeAndre Ayton, who's was bad today. Uh, he had ten points, two boards, a steal, and a block. Just got beasted inside by Bismack Biombo, but. Uh, he is questionable today um, with a sprained left ankle. I didn't notice it. I tried to watch the tape a little bit. Haven't gotten too deep in it. But I think it's just like, oh, you're sore. We'll sit you out because um, we're getting spanked. So I thought that's what it was. Same with Rashawn Holmes who had a, a foot sprain. Um, I don't, again, I don't think it's bad. Um, and they called him questionable. So I guess that means he's going to be all right. Um, I, I think Holmes needs to be owned. If those guys are out, they go up against Cat with likely a center group of Quincy AC, Joggin Bender, and then probably Josh Jackson. Um, so that should be fun. And yes, you're playing Cat in DFS uh, if that's the case tomorrow, um, even though it'll be a blowout. The Suns will get smacked. Uh, and then if you're betting that game, um, bet the Wolves to cover, I would say. <sighs> okay. Um, besides that, Booker's Booker. And Booker played late in the garbage time. He played with um, under three minutes left, and they were down by about 20. I think it was 18. So I think that's a good thing for him. And a back-to-back to play that deep into games, that pretty much shows that he's healthy. So uh, if I'm a Booker owner, I'd be feeling pretty good about that. No turnovers, 11 dimes. It's just just good. Uh, Kelly Oubre's been great. Got to shoot the ball better most most of the time. But he looks locked in. Uh, I'm nervous about Josh Jackson. He shoots the ball terribly. He needs counting stats. So I don't think he's a must-hold. Um, obviously, if Booker goes down, you're running to the waiver wire to grab him. But um, Bridges is kind of keeping me nervous. He's been good in steals to Billy M. So... The Suns are going to be kind of a mess, man. I mean, Igor does not... He has a lot of guys on short leashes, so... Uh, Warren is safe. Hopefully they don't trade him. Uh, obviously, he wants to, He needs to stay put. Possible shutdown candidate. Uh, Hornets, Bismack Miamba played nine minutes on in the last game, what, Thursday, and then double-double with five blocks. Obviously, matchup helped him. 
Uh, Hernan Gomez is still pretty good. Uh, this is going to be a mess. I really don't really feel I'm eager to grab or hold anybody. Uh, I have a couple leagues with Biz, a couple leagues with Willie, and every day they play, I'm like, it's today the day I cut them. And I held I held Biz because he had a back-to-back coming up this weekend, and he probably gave himself a couple more games. Um, so we'll see how he does. He gets the Pacers tomorrow in a back-to-back, so you would think he's the better play against Miles Turner and Sabonis. They're going to want to have inside presence defensively, so that's probably who I'd play DFS or streaming-wise if you're in a shallower league. But again, um, in two or three weeks, this will be pretty much moot. So if you need to make a run to add somebody um, and you have Biz or Willie, they're going to be useless in like two or three weeks anyways when Zeller comes back. Um, Kem is cold. We know this. He's getting a lot more traps. I feel like Borrego, it's on him to get him freer, perhaps more off-ball, run more stuff through Batum or something along those lines. I don't like Batum. Jeremy Lamb's been really solid this year. Uh, Mikel Bridges starting to eat a little bit into Batum's run. Not so much today, but keep an eye on him. Again, obviously the Hornets want to trade Batum, so if that happens, I think Bridges would be the guy to pick up. Um, yeah, that's kind of it for those guys. Moving on, again, one of the games of the day, that was the Kings at Pistons. Buddy Heels just ridiculous. He has a 68.2 true shooting in January. He's just ridiculous. Um, when he's scoring, I think, 24 game, uh, almost five freaking threes. He's basically really been baby Steph um, without the dimes and without the steals. So, uh, again, the Kings have tied for the best schedule late. So, if you want to sell high, you got to ask for a lot. I don't know how high I would ask, but, I mean, I would probably want, like, third-round value or better. Maybe, you know, maybe top 30, like top third-round value. Um, I'm pretty sold. This guy, back-to-back years, he's been just tremendous down the stretch. Um, even as a rookie, he was good. Last year, he was difference-maker um, to – yeah, uh, so I'm, I'm kind of all in on heel, the guy I don't own. Um, and I'm a little upset about that. I, I meant to draft him, but I guess I misjudged ADPs um, in some of my leagues. I play with some pretty smart guys. I, I don't play in any Yahoo like pro leagues and stuff, so I play with a lot of like I play with a lot of Rotor World guys and other writers and stuff. So, um, yeah, anyways, um, get Levert back, by the way. Let's do it. <laughs> anyways, uh, let's see here. So, yeah, Heald's great. Um, big news fantasy watch for this one was Nemanja Bielitsa, who was dying on the way into this game. He's dead now. Uh, you drop him. Uh, Marvin Bagley returning has really put a dent in Bielitsa's fantasy value. Didn't start the third. Didn't close. Final nine minutes nine minutes and 30 seconds, whatever it was. Didn't close for that. Um, Bagley's trending up. Play some center. Uh, he's not shooting the ball well from the line. I expect that to improve. Getting center minutes as well. Colley Stein's starting to slow down a little bit. Probably uh, they want to get a look at Bagley now. That, even though they're playing well. I mean, 22 and 24, they probably want to make the playoffs. We know the Kings. Uh, they definitely want to get rid of that uh, you know, top 10 pick streak and no playoff streak, all that stuff. Uh, that would mean a lot to their franchise. So you would think they're probably not going to tank unless they really start losing games. And I don't think they're going to. Uh, so, yeah. Um, Bagley should be owned. Giles is going to be kind of annoying to own. Uh, him missing free throws has really got on my nerves. A lot of my teams I have him on, um, I have I champion the the free throw percentage category. So um, I like Giles as a hold, and I'll add actually Matt Strope, uh, who hosts the other game, other nights and mornings or whatever time he puts them out. Uh, he offered me a trade that I'm sitting on. It was I picked up Kenneth Fareed right when the Houston news went down when he was going to Houston, and. Uh, Strope sent me right before I hopped on this pod Giles for Farid, and I'm kind of weighing it. 
I'm, it's a pretty much a five horse race for four playoff spots, and both of us are in that mix. Uh, it's going to be a pretty tight finish. So, uh, thinking about that again, Giles's playoff schedule is what. If Giles had a bad playoff schedule, I would do that. But uh, I'm kind of holding out hope, like because if Collie Stein does get hurt, you kind of hit the jackpot. He would be like a super quick must grab player in that instance. Uh, Bogdan's cold. I would still hold on. His times have been good. Obviously, he's going to play down the stretch most times. Um, so he's fine. Fox has been tremendous. Top three player for most improved player. Yada, yada, yada. We know the drill there. So let's move on to the Pistons. They need Andre Drummond back. Blake's splits are crazy. I think he's like 30 and 10 per 36 without Drummond on the floor. He's going to just beast. Uh, you're going to play him in DFS when the matchup's right. Uh, it's concussion concussion protocol for Drummond, nasal injury. I uh, had a nose surgery a couple years ago, so hopefully it's not related to that. I don't really think it is. He just... When you get hit by a guy with a black belt, it's going to cause some damage. Uh, so hopefully Drummond's all right. But James Johnson is uh, the one person I would hate to fight. Uh, to use my Chappelle, uh, Rosie O'Donnell, play a hater's ball analogy. That man right there, I would hate to fight. Anyways, uh, Bullock's been solid. Uh, deep leagues time. Luke Kennard's kind of hot. Uh, I don't really feel confident grabbing him. This, it's going to be a mess. Ish Smith being out definitely helped him. Uh, Langston Galloway was passed over by Kyrie Thomas. Excuse me. Um, something to keep an eye on for Super Deep League Dynasty owners. Bruce Brown. So Bruce Brown, his big impact for fantasy has been like, okay, he can guard the point guard or the, the shooting guard, whoever the really the top scoring option is, whether it's Fox or whoever. whoever. Um, you know, uh, anyways... Uh, which keeps Reggie Jackson on really the worst offensive player. They put him on Jonathan Isaac, despite the size difference all, in both games the last time they played. They want they don't want him guarding guys, so that actually led to Jose Calderon closing in this game against the freaking Kings. Uh, so I thought the big takeaway was like, yo, I want nothing to do with Reggie Jackson. I really haven't been an Arjax guy since the Pist- since he went with the Pistons. But yeah, like he's seriously droppable in twelve team leagues. I just don't see the upside. Uh, Dallas and Pacers. I didn't watch too much of this game, um, but Kleber's legit. I think that's probably the lead here fantasy-wise. I mean, he blocks. He's top 10 in block rate. He makes threes. He gets steals. He's going to be... That's it. Like He's going to be a guy that just fills in your money categories, and that kind of output will make you a top 75 player. So while Dennis Smith Jr. has his whole trade BS, he's going to be a guy I want to grab. Luka Doncic punted the ball and got ejected for the first time in his career. Uh, let down City, but you're obviously not worrying about him. Uh, Wesley Matthews, I think he'll be kind of sneaky um, with threes especially. But um, Jalen Brunson benefited. He was actually really quiet before the Doncic ejection, but then he got hot a little bit. I had some hopes. I picked him up in a couple deeper leagues, and he's been kind of a letdown. So if you want, he only had a two game week this week. So now that he has more games coming up, maybe he'll be better. But you know, kind of is what it is. He'll play twenty ish minutes, but his per thirty six minutes are pretty discouraging. So nothing really too much going on there. Uh, yep, uh, Pacers. Miles Turner's back. I mean, he's blocking shots like crazy, shooting the ball pretty well. Not too much for the line today. But um, Sabonis was just awesome today on offense. So he's going to be off awesome on offense all the time. Um, they played together. That's big. You know, we were kind of seeing those two not playing together quite as much uh, as Miles Turner got back from his shoulder injury. So, um, you know, if you want Sabonis and Turner, you should be feeling pretty good about that. Um, Oladipo. Uh, so he got asked the other day about his injuries. Um, 
you know, a lot of lots been talked about with not getting lift, not getting just enough air under the ball when he's shooting it, not driving past guys like he used to. His steals numbers are down, had three today though. Uh, so I'm a little worried about him. Like I think if we redrafted today, I probably wouldn't take him in round two. Uh, I, I don't mean, to, and I'm an old deep owner in one league, and I don't like it. Like I feel like I I would try if I could flip him for. I mean, I would I'd take him over Buddy Heald if if that's on the table. Which you know, if actually that's actually there you go. Uh, if you want to sell high on Buddy Heald, maybe you go for Oladipo. If you want, if you feel like you're set in scoring in threes, like say you have Curry or something, and you're just blowing teams out in threes every week, like that's a good starting point. So, um, but yeah, I'm a little worried about Depot. Um, he just he just doesn't seem the same to me. Um, whether it be injuries or whatever it is, uh, obviously this guy's been working his tail off. That's really what everyone says about him. So it's not a matter of his work ethic, obviously, but. Um, yeah, a little bit nervous about Depot. Just again, just a little bit. Like again, he'd probably be like twenty fifth or twenty sixth if we drafted again today. Uh, Bucks Magic. Not too much going on here. Eric Bledsoe's starting to get hot. His steals numbers are finally up. They weren't today. Had zero zero turnovers, thirty points on twelve fourteen from the field. Big time offensive game from him. Again, I love Bledsoe. I feel like you could still get him somewhat cheap. Whoops, sorry about the phone thing. Uh, that has been keep that hasn't been going off too much. Um, but anyways. Uh, he looks pretty good. Malcolm Brogdon had like a three-game streak of missing free throws, uh, one each, after missing one before that. Um, so he's still sitting at 96. Uh, he's got a really, really, really good shot at a 50-40-90, uh, even a, maybe in a 55-40-95 uh, with how well he's been shooting the rock. Uh, Middleton's minutes are down, two because of garbage time, but I feel like he may be worn down a little bit. Well, I don't know what the, what the deal was with it, but... I wouldn't worry about it. I mean, this guy has gone through slumps. He gets hot. Um, but the problem for that is, like, buttonholes, man. Like, we saw when the Hawks were good, when they had that January, when they had their whole team one player of the month, and they were sitting in the one seed. Like, he was not shy about resting dudes. So if you are uh, a Bucks owner, and I'm sure you own a, a Buck, like I said uh, in preseason, the Bucks are the only team with a starting five that I wanted to draft literally everybody with the Nuggets like a close second. Uh, and so I, I feel like they're going to be a little rest risk involved, but overall you're fine. Um, DJ Wilson's played better, cut into Ilyasova's minutes, so keep an eye on that. Possible streaming effects there. Wilson's been pretty good. Shoots the three blocks a little bit. So uh, Magic, Aaron Gordon. He had a back injury back in November, suffered it again on Friday, didn't play on Saturday. Uh, that with the Jonathan Isaac stinking it up. I was really discouraged, man. I mean, he was out there for defense. I thought he defended Antetokounmpo pretty well. But 6-6, six and six, two assists, a steal, and no blocks. Just doesn't cut it, man. He is probably the last guy of my must-draft players that has really been killing me. And I know I get the what-do-I-do-with-Isaac question from a lot of you guys. And I'm still holding him. Like, if, again, like if, if Zubats is sitting out there, I would probably do that swap. Something along those lines, but uh, I have yet to. I have the drop thought of dropping him is yet to cross my mind, per, particularly. But um, that was like Derek White again. Not to toot my own horn again, but like I held Derek White for a while. If I was on a couple pods with Matt saying like I'm holding Derek White, and it's the same thing with Isaac. Like I feel like he has upside. He's getting minutes. The usage is terrible, but this guy blocks shots a lot. His his fouls have been coming down. I feel like I'm still gonna hold on to Isaac f- forever. Um. Yeah. So, I don't want anything to do with DJ Augustine. I'm very, very nervous about Vooch. Uh, Steve Clifford said the other day that they're going to be buyers or sellers based on how well they play over the next two weeks. 
um, you know, two two and a half weeks, whatever it was, and they're not playing great ball. They've won what two games in their last a nine, so that's not good. Um, yeah, I'm nervous if I have Vooch. I mean, if you could cash him out at top thirty, I would probably do it. Um, I don't know who you would target, but um, definitely a guy who I would try to sell on. And he's been he's been awesome. There's no doubt. Like he's played like an all star, um, first round value. So. Uh, if you can cash, if you can cash out even at like eighty-five cents on the dollar, you know, again, top twenty-five, top thirty, I would probably do that. <sighs> Let's see, anything else? Um, Juice Simmons started, but who cares? Like he's just gonna be a fill-in until Gordon gets back. He's out of the rotation on Friday. Uh, I got my eye on Isaiah Briscoe. I feel like he could be decent. He's got length. Uh, his assist numbers have been better than I thought. Shoots the three. I think he can be decent in steals. So if Augustine gets dealt, um, which is gonna be hard to do with his contract, but that happens you know i'd be pretty eager to pick up briscoe in a deeper league i have him in a, a couple really deep leagues i'm stashing him so i like him uh, bomba obviously i think should be stashed right now given the vooch concerns and yeah we'll see if fournier gets dealt that would help out um nobody really um i mean i guess simmons but that would probably make simmons a little bit viable uh moving on here i just gotta pick up the pace we got nothing going on really for boston kyrie's been just flaming uh Big week from him uh, after that off. I mean, it was a three game week, and he's still smashed in the three game week. Uh, all three of his games have just been stellar. Um, first player since Larry Bird to drop 27 and 11 dimes in back to back games. It's in the 80s. Like, it was just Boston hasn't seen a point guard like that in, in a, quite some time. Obviously, Rondo or whatever, but Rondo didn't score like that. So, uh, yeah. Um, I will perpetually be worried about Al Horford. He has this gigantic wrap on his knee pretty much every game that I've noticed. So uh, I would, you know, I would sell him if I can. Um, Aaron Baines going to play more five in certain matchups. Not today, obviously, but they did use him at the five against the Grizzlies. Keep an eye on that if you're looking for possible punt plays or streams in certain matchups. Uh, Jason Tatum bounced back, had a season low two the last game, but really had a strong game against the Hawks. The old Hawks bump works every time. Uh, Marcus Smart got ejected. He's probably getting suspended, man. I mean, that was pretty bad with him charging at Bembry. Uh, if you haven't seen it, check it out on the interweb. So that would help out Terry Rozier a little bit. Uh, we've seen him play next to Kyrie, did a little bit today. Uh, he had a pretty good stretch to start the fourth or late third. Uh, and then Jalen Brown would be someone to look at too. But uh, I think Rozier would probably be the guy I would pick up first if Smart has a multiple game suspension. Um, but yeah, he, he had the Hawks bump today too with nine 11 boards, uh, four assists, three steals, and a block. So, Hawks. Uh, John Collins looks good again. I had that little ankle tweak that we were worried about. Uh, Tareen Prince missed shots like crazy again. I mean, this guy has been another guy who's burned me. Um, Poss, I would still hold him, though. I mean, again, he took 14 shots. Even if he comes off the bench, he's pretty decent in steals. Uh, I think him coming off the bench actually could be a positive to take him away from Trey Young, who's obviously going to handle the ball a lot. So, you know, keep Prince on your roster. Uh, I would give him a fairly long leash. I don't, I mean, I wouldn't drop for Zoo or anybody like that. So I still like him. Uh, Alex Lenz played really well. I I don't like to pick up Alex Len just because he's so likely to get hurt. I don't really see him ever playing 28 minutes on a consistent basis because he gets hurt. We saw what happened the last time the Hawks did that and he got hurt. Um, the Suns are in this less than a million times over. Like, this guy doesn't play big minutes or he's going to crap out, whether it be his ankle or his back or whatever. So, I mean, if you want to pick him up and you got somebody cut, you know, do it. Uh, I'm 
pretty much all in on Kevin Herter. This guy, just his assists have gone up. He had seven dimes today, career high. Steals have been decent. Takes a lot of threes. Great shooter. Uh, he's really grown as a one dribble drive kind of a guy. Um, guy needs to be owned, man. I mean, I don't care about Kent Bazemore coming back. I don't care about Prince taking his minutes. I don't care. He's not getting his minutes taken away. He's just been a smash draft pick for the Hawks. I mean, you know, obviously the Trey versus Luca thing is going to be talked about for decades. But um, Kevin Herter looks like a steal. Uh, so the, the Hawks know how to handle their late picks um, right now. So good for them. But yeah, uh, Deadman still, I would still hold him until he gets traded. But, you know, if you're in a pinch, you got to cut somebody. He's your worst player. I'm down with that. Uh, moving on. Let's see how we doing on time here. Not good. Not good at all, guys. <laughs> okay. So we're going to pick up the pace. Uh, we got the Grizzlies here. Um, own Jaron, uh, trade for Jaron Jackson Jr. He has three blocks per 36 without Marcus on the floor. Didn't have any blocks against the Raptors, but the Raptors are a really strong interior team, so uh, it was a bad matchup for him. So I expect Jaron Jackson Jr. to have a really strong finish. Uh, obviously, Marcus Gasol has the expiring deal with the player option next year, so you would think he's possibly going to get dealt. Um, not playing in the back to back today is super, super concerning. Um, if you have him, you're not going to be able to sell him right now. Um, I would just keep him, really. I mean, just hope he gets traded somewhere good. Um, like maybe the Lakers or somebody along those lines where he can you know, get 30 minutes and not have to deal with um, whatever the case with other guys can pick in his minutes. So, um, Jermichael Green, mega flop. Uh, he was probably the biggest flop of the day uh, as far as the expectations were set. Uh, again, just Raptors interior, just shut him down, uh, cut his minutes. So uh, I still think he should be owning all leagues. I mentioned last week uh, he plays he played some small forward uh, when Gasol and Jaron Jackson were out there so keep an eye on that too um, after that I mean Shelvin Max playing all right if you want a deep league pickup uh, he's playing both wing minutes um, uh, I still keep an eye on Javon Carter who's been uh, he only played what two or three minutes in the last game but um, steals assisted and decent so get this guy a win man was it 13 games now uh, he's played without a win. Uh, and when he's active, so this guy is just a bad luck charm right now. Uh, Raptors, we know the deal here. Again, good team. We'll just kind of... Fl- so just quick three or four word analysis. Serge is solid. Siakam's for real. Lowry's assists are going to be great. Kawhi's annoying. Probably not playing back-to-backs all season. Uh, I don't really like Van Vliet. Danny Green had a fluke. We know these roller coasters. Uh, Norman Powell will be decent when Kawhi's out. And Doan will fill up your defensive stats. There we go. Uh, fly through that one. Heat, messy rotation season. We saw Jay Rich, my boy. He got hot. 10 of 15 for 26. Uh, defensive stats have not been there. I still believe in Jay Rich. He's starting to shoot the ball a little bit better. Uh, again, Heat have a really, really strong late schedule. Them and the Pistons are tied for the most post-break games with 26. So if you can get Jay Rich, he's going to give you a lot of games down the stretch. Really like him. Down with Winslow, I think Dragic will affect him a little bit. So if you could trade him in like a two-for-one deal, I would do that. Um, Winslow's been a little hit or miss lately. And then Bam. Uh, I, I like Bam. I think Bam's worth owning. Uh, Whiteside has his new left shoulder thing. He had a weird fall and he had tape on his shoulder today. And Bam's been, an, uh, Bam's been you know, top 100 kind of a player with the added. If you could get a guy who's top 150, and has massive, massive handcuff appeal. Keep him on your roster if you can afford it. Because um, if, if Whiteside goes down, this guy's hurt a lot. You just hit the jackpot. You got a potential top 40 pick on your hands. I feel like Bam is just 
He's such a good fantasy guy. He's for his assists, blocks, efficiency. Shoots the ball pretty decent from the line. Like he's a big man you want to have on a lot of te- at least how my teams are built. Uh, he he suits me really well. I have a, a good amount of bam on my teams. Um, airplane mode's really annoying, man. I know we love him. We love him so much, but the minutes just not are not going to be there. I mean, Spo is going to mix it up. We know this. Like, and obviously Whiteside's fine. You know, keep him active while even though he's going to play the fourth quarter. But like besides those guys, and Wade was good hometown game in Chicago. Swap uh, jerseys with Benny the Bull. That was cool. But uh, and then Tyler Johnson was pretty good. But again, like besides Bam Richardson. Hassan Whiteside, and I don't even think I, I wouldn't own Wade. Like he's gonna probably sit later in the season. Like that's it. Um, Eleven man rotations are not fun. Sometimes twelve man rotations. Like, nah, I'm, I'm good. Okay, so Bulls. Wendell Carter Jr. is out pretty much for the season, I would think, which is terrible. Um, so drop him if you haven't yet. Uh, hasn't officially announced surgery. Portis coming off the bench was a good move. Perhaps a showcase situation. Perhaps a matchup situation against Hassan Whiteside. Uh, either way, Portis should be owned right now. Finally snapped out of that brutal shooting slump. Going to get managed. Jabari Parker will continue to back up Lloyd Marketing, who will play the here and there at center. Uh, I hate Chandler Hutchinson for fantasy. And yeah, uh, Shaq Harrison's been disappointing for me. I thought he would be better. That's kind of it. Jabari Parker's going to be decent points. That's good. Okay, um... Game of the day. That was the main game, national TV game. Both the national TV games today really came through, by the way. Uh, Lakers, bad injury here. That's Lonzo Ball. I meant to put this in the number three slot of my stories I want to talk about. So Ball hurt his ankle bad. Uh, He had a left ankle roll, needed help off the floor. And as far as I know, we don't know the details other than the fact that he has a... uh, and x-rays were negative, so he could be day-to-day. But that was bad. I mean, you can't walk off the floor, especially given Lonzo took a long time to get over his knee injuries. Um, do you think he's going to be out for a little bit? So I obviously wouldn't drop him. But uh, And again, much like the AD situation, not a, long, a lot of strong pickups. I think in order of adding guys, I would probably go Hart first. Had a good game on Thursday, let down today from where expectations were. Uh, so he's all right, but... Yeah, uh, that's kind of it. Like, I think Lance Stevenson's teased us before. Going to be on a short leash. Uh, KCP will play a lot, but, you know, he's pretty much a three-category kind of a guy. So I'm not too into him. Uh, Ingram's going to get a boost. He's going to probably assist more. He's going to be more of a DFS kind of a guy. And then Kuzma is going to have some huge stat lines. Um, shooting the three really well. Had four threes in the first quarter, 20 points. Second time he scored 20 in a quarter this season. Um, so he'll be super busy. But let's talk about the real star of the show for me, Zupak Machiavelli in this. Uh, he is uh, coming with me, Hail Mary, with the big stats. See, now, do we have here now? 17 points, 7 boards, 1 dime, 1 block, 4, 6, 9 to 9 from the, lo- from the line. Yep, Adam, period. Uh, I'm, I'm in. We don't know if he's going to start. Probably won't, but he's going to close. I feel like and that, and that's, that's risky, you know, like it's a Lou Williams thing for DFS. If things don't go his way, if it's a blowout, you're going to get burned. But he's playing so well right now, man. I know the matchups were good, but I felt like even D'Antoni knew that Zubats is the man. There's a reason why he uh, brought Nene in there for overtimes because Zubats was killing. Um, just high post, low post, pick and roll. He just looks so good offensively coming off that career high 26. So, uh, again, uh, I saw he got added like 10,000 times on uh, Friday, which is, uh, I don't you usually don't see the, the five-digit ads, but Lakers, national TV game, LeBron tweeting about Zubots. Uh, it's all good for, for Zubots. 
Uh, so, yeah, I'll, I'll leave. I'll leave it at that. It's just him, him against the world. Anyways, uh, okay. So hit him up and get him on your team. Okay, let's move on. Rockets. We know the deal here. I read a big column the other day. They're gonna have Cam Fareed again. I would add Fareed if you have somebody to cut, but. Um, so I was chatting with some of the guys in, in Slack, and we're like, yo, they need Kenneth Fareed to help their defense, <laughs> which is something I never thought I would say. But you think he has to play. I mean, they can't get away with playing P.J. Tucker 30-ish minutes at center right now, or 20-whatever it worked out to be. But, yeah, I mean, Fareed should be getting so many clear dunks with the way they're going to defend hard. And so uh, this guy is pretty good on pick and roll at times when he's really going strong. So, can't shoot, won't shoot the threes or anything, obviously. But, yeah, uh, Eric Gordon needs to be owned right now. Austin Rivers has kind of cooled off. Eric Gordon will hurt him. Um, Tucker should be owned. Ennis, eh. And then, no thanks, really, anywhere else. I mean, Gerald Green, if you want to stop, stick, pick up some threes. Okay, so we got through most of the games for... Oh, no, one more game, excuse me. The freaking Cavaliers started Colin Sexton, Rodney Hood, Ante Zizic, who had a, a career high, uh, and Jetty Osman, and Cameron freaking Payne. So two years ago, they started Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love, and LeBron. And now they're starting these guys. Uh, life comes at you fast. Anyways, I don't want the Cavs. Um, I mean, I would probably roster Zizic until... Thompson and those guys come back again. We saw we said this. It's summer league. Like this guy, if he gets minutes, he can score. Can't defend, but he can score. So pick him up deeper league. I would po- I'd probably take him over. And uh, I would probably take Fareed, just because we don't know what's up with Thompson. This foot thing may just be kept him out this weekend. But yeah, um, he's definitely in that in that same class uh, as Fareed. I think he has a higher floor, whereas Fareed could definitely bust you. Uh, you could be like, oh yeah, he only played 15 minutes today. So anyways. And then I'm kind of out. Like, I have Jetty Osman in a couple. I've just been waiting for reasons to cut him. Uh, so I don't really like him. He had the short leash the other day when they went in Blossom game. So nothing really too encouraging there. Clarkson's been fine. But the garbage time kills his minutes so often, man. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm off Cavs, like, pretty much entirely. Hood's going to get rested, possibly traded. I mean, Burks is all right, but he's really cooled off. Okay, so let's see. The Nuggets, Malik Beasley keeps on going. Obviously, minutes restrictions for Gary Harris and Will Barton, 17 and 21, respectively. Uh, Again, blowout factor. They were up big, and I think Harris played like eight or nine minutes in the fourth. Uh, So they wanted to get his minutes up there, so they're planning on ramping him up. Obviously, make sure Harris and Barton are owned everywhere. They're both awesome fantasy players. Um, but then Monte Morris, big game again. I think Monte Morris is the first guy I would drop. I would still hold on to Beasley, but if you've been holding Morris, um, I, he's going to probably start putting up duds. And then the whole Isaiah Thomas situation. So a couple days ago, he tweeted out 25 days. Um, what was it? Wednesday, whatever it was. It worked out to be February 11th against the Heat. So that looks like it's target date for now. I mean, unless you have an open IR spot and just, it's just sitting vacant, um, Sure, like I'd rather just stash Cody Zeller or somebody like that. But you know, if you want to get a get a ride on him, then go for it. Possible trade candidate too, right? I mean, maybe they just trade him uh, and pick something up back on the way because they obviously don't need him. Monte Morris has been just awesome. I mean, again, summer league baby, all my summer league boys except for freaking Jonathan Isaac are going off. Uh, so, uh, anyways, yeah, 
Um, that's it. Like again, Jokic is going to be from if I'm drafting today, I'd probably take Jokic like fourth, um, fifth at worst. Uh, I, I'm high, high on Jokic. Usage is way back up. Again, just so many strong areas. He's like Westbrook, but with good percentages. Uh, so, again, just an awesome, awesome asset. Paul Millsap looks a little bit better. Again, a little bit risky. Strong schedule, though. So, you know, if you want to trade for him, you can get him pretty cheap. Like, I have him in one league, and I've been trying to get him unloaded. But that strong playoff schedule makes it hard to sell him for less than what he could be worth. Uh, let's move on to the Friday games. and We're going to have to kind of fly through these. Talked about Boston and Memphis. Talked about Miami and Detroit already. Talked about the Magic. Didn't talk about the Nets already yet. So, Karis Lovert. Yes, we have an update. Uh, he is doing uh, everything but five on five. So, he's doing some contact, it sounds like. He's getting close now. Uh, he's been with the team for over a month now. Traveling with the team. Um, does pregame workouts with the team. He's coming along here. The Nets are not very vocal with these injuries, we saw the D'Angelo Russell knee injury. They kept us in the dark for so long. And then all of a sudden, we're like, okay, here we go. So it's similar here. Uh, Atkinson would not commit to him coming back at the break. We do not know for sure. But, yeah, uh, I have I have the vert on notifications, by the way. I'm hoping he gives us uh, a cryptic Isaiah Thomas-like update. But, um, yeah, so pick up Levert, man. I mean, this guy, he was lapping the field for most improved player before he got hurt. Um, just He's going to score in the 20s. He'll probably take a little bit to get up to speed, but the Nets are going to make the playoffs, man. They're 23-24. and 24. They have one of the best records in the last month or so. Yeah, so pick up Levert right now. Um, and then, what, like I always say, All-Star break is your friend for stashing. So if you feel like you're in a position to stash guys who are out, like Drogic, somebody like that. Drogic may be back soon. I should have added that. Um, I saw Ira Winderman. Great Got a job covering the Heat. He kind of hinted that Dragic is coming along pretty quick, um, which is why I mentioned the Winslow thing earlier. So if you want to stash, like I would pick up Dragic over uh, IT, not even close. Uh, anyways, so Levert coming back pretty much makes if you think about if you're thinking about cutting a net, like do it. Um, you know, like you're. I think Joe Harris is still worth owning, but uh, you should have cut Karutz by now. Um, Travion Graham, I don't really see the upside there. I'm out on Ronde. Uh, I, I love Ronde. I had Ronde every, almost every team last year, but I, I just don't see it, whether it be the groin, messing up his offseason plan or whatever it is. like He's not right. So drop. Uh, again, Carroll should be serviceable for the next couple weeks, but you're going to be dropping him pretty soon. Uh, Napier had a good game in the last one, but I'm not going to trust that. Uh, he's very, very situationally based. Um, he has to stay hot to get in games and so on, but... Uh, Dinwiddie's the man. D'Angelo Russell was on fire. Uh, said this on my Friday pod. Uh, when he gets benched in the fourth, play him in DFS the next day. Because he goes off. 34 the last time he got benched. And then matches career high 40 on Friday. So, uh, a lot going on there. And Jared freaking Allen, baby. Top 25 player per game this month. Yep. So, Jared Allen is here. The blocks have been awesome. Shooting the ball better, rebounding better. I am so pumped for Jared Allen right now. Uh, I am expecting big things down the stretch. Uh, Spurs, the DFS angry storyline of the weekend. Uh, DeMar DeRozan did not play with an, a sudden ankle injury reported by Wolves PR after Greg Popovich said he was going to have everyone available. So, bah. Uh, much, much like Super Troopers would say, meow, meow. Anyways, um, 
you're never going to play Pau Gasol ever. Uh, minutes restriction. Uh, Rudy Gay is really good uh, if he stays healthy. Uh, I didn't notice as much wrist discomfort in the last game. Um, I didn't watch all of this game, but I watched a pretty good amount. And overall, his wrist looked much better. I, I think that was indicative by him diving for the ball at the end uh, with the homie Dario. Big play, probably the big hustle play of the game. And didn't really see him grabbing his wrist there after he kind of like fell on it. So that was really encouraging for me. So, yeah, if Rudy, I mean, if you could work out a deal to get Rudy Gay coming back towards you, I would probably do it. Um, you know, maybe his owner is a little salty that he missed so much time. But again, you know, don't pay dollar for dollar. Like, you could probably get him for like top 80 or something like that. Um, Lamarcus is fine. Uh, Patty Mills has shot the ball pretty well. Bellinelli has been lights out shooting. Uh, and I've been streaming him a lot. And a lot of my leagues, he's been kind of passed around a little bit. Uh, he's been streamed like crazy for some reason, but. Uh, maybe keep him. Uh, he's just been really lighting up off the bench in his current role. But obviously with DeMar back, you're not looking at anybody else. Ben Forbes has been solid. But another one of those guys, like when he's hot, he'll be like top 70. And when he's cold, he'll be not worth owning. But overall, he'll be like, you know, top 120. So that's kind of what he is. Okay. Uh, Wolves, still no Tyus Jones. Sadly, it was Jared Bayless filling in for some of the minutes, uh, which cut into Josh Kogi's minutes a little bit. I thought that they may go without Bayless. But uh, that affected Akogi because uh, Derek Rose did play a good amount of wing minutes, although Rose handled the ball while Bayless was out there getting my drift. Um, yeah, Carl Towns. Um, possible by low window because he goes in bad foul trouble. He struggled against the Marcus really the past two seasons, and he had Joel Embiid the last game. So this guy was tearing it up. Well, he was like 30 and 16 with three swats, um, and then what, nine or games or whatever it was leading up to that. So uh, I'm in on Cat. Like, I would take Jokic over Cat. That's probably a little bit. That's yeah. That may be somewhat bold, but it's all more about the schedule than anything. Um, but yeah, I do like Cat. Cat Cat's a top five, top five or six pick to me. Uh, Ryan Saunders it was obviously Flip Saunders' son who picked Cat. Cat um, has said it means the world uh, that or Flip means the world to him. So obviously deep ties with the coach. So that's a good thing for especially when he's a young coach. So I like him. Uh, let's move on. Didn't talk about Utah yet. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, man, he is fixed. Uh, this whole point guard thing has really straightened him out. Uh, so we talked about a few pods ago with Strope about, uh, you know, just missing wide open threes, more tightly contested shots. Just everything that you check was bad. But the, the point guard situation just opened things up for him. Uh, Royce O'Neal, smash spot against Cavs, came through. Probably worth owning. This guy's really good, man. Just sneaky pickup from the Jazz. Um, Kyle Corbin would be decent. More of a streamer for threes. That's kind of it there. All right. So we did it in under an hour. So congrats. Uh, I said I would take a look at Twitter questions. I have not looked at these other than one. Um, I hope I got everything covered. Oh, let's talk Knicks and uh, Wizards real quick. Got a lot of questions about Thomas Bryant. Um, minutes have really fallen off. He had that rough stretch. But let down City against the Knicks, <coughs> despite that game-winning shot. But, you know, I'd probably drop him for Zoo. Um, I'd have to think long and hard about it. But, um, again, good schedule late. They're in that, really that second tier of good late schedules, depending on um, how your league goes. So they have a lot of post-game, uh, post-break games. So uh, he's worth holding, but... The whole Markeith Morris thing coming into the situation could make it a little bit risky. So, oh boy, got a lot of notifications. That's not good. Uh, we'll try to fight through that. So, um, Sandoransky's fine. He didn't close. He saw he lost minutes to Chase and Randall. 
Wouldn't worry. I still think Sato's still going to be a fine hole. He's been pretty solid. Had that triple-double, shooting the ball well. Bradley Beal's just flamethrowing. Uh, Otto's trending up. Ariza's going to be high volume, poor shooting. We've known this for years. Usually can be a um, strong or poor finisher, depending on how he's feeling that season. So all those guys are fine. Uh, I would pick up Mitch Rob. He's not in the Zubots tier for me, but he's down there. Um, I'm actually, I have him in a couple and mo- I, I, dra- I love drafting blocks. Like I, my teams are never bottom for blocks ever. Um, so I have kind of a surplus. I'm actually trying to shop Mitch Rob, uh, in one of my leagues is I don't really want to trade Gobert. I have Jared Allen everywhere, but, um, so yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to shop Mitch Rob, but I would pick him up in most leagues, see how it pans out. Obviously they're going to want to try to unload Ennis Cantor, whether it be, be a buyout or a trade. Um, what else? Moody wants to close. Moody is playing pretty well. Probably worth owning, but not a guy I feel confident in. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. kind of is what he is. And possible shutdown with the hammy thing that scared us a couple games ago. All right, let's see what all these notifications are about for a couple minutes. Uh, oh, they're not actually too many. Okay, they're mostly about my super cool James Harden stat. Uh, if you guys missed it, 163 points over the last three games. All un assisted That's just nuts. So... Um, let's see. Talked about buy low, sell high players throughout the pod, so I'm not going to hit that. Um, talked about most of these things I talk. Okay. Okay. I'm talking about Kevin Love. I hate Kevin Love. Uh, I would trade him right now. Um, if I have him, I'd, I'd rather stretch. Eh, I take him over Drogic, but it's, I'd have to think about it for real. It's like easily the number one shutdown candidate, right? Like, yeah. So the Cavs are terrible. Like they want to tank. Uh, they know this. Uh, Zion, you see Zion's coast to coast dunk today. Like they want to tank, dudes. Actually, most of these questions I covered, guys. Uh, so uh, I didn't talk about Justin Holiday. <sighs> Could get traded, but Bigger Steph wants to play him now. That's big. Obviously, Kyle Anderson getting hurt is everything. So when Anderson comes back, you're gonna probably be running away from Holiday a little bit. So you know, roster him now, but not a guy I have a lot of stock in uh, long term for the season. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I think we got pretty much, uh, yeah, I covered all, pretty much all, I got you guys, what's up? Uh, so, uh, pick one of Zubots for Reed, Zizich, or Cornet. Zubots, always, for the brand. Um, then I would go Zizich, Cornet, for Reed. But that's all pretty close after that. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, 8-cat, too, but, yeah, all those guys look pretty good. Um. Let's see. Yeah, I got all you guys. Let's see here. Yeah, I covered pretty much all these questions uh, in the pod. That's what happens when you talk about all the teams. Um, let's just go. I didn't talk too much into schedules. So let's kind of just go over that super quick before we jam out of here. Um, so just for the last three weeks, just to kind of keep this in mind here, uh, it's in the draft guide. I have a link. If you um, Twitter search Mike S. Gallagher schedule and just like scroll down, it'll come up. You'll see it. Um, there's a link. It's a Google Doc. Um, just click that bookmark it. It's got all the schedule stuff, uh, post break, all that stuff that you need to help you analyze. Um, anyway, so nine games mentioned this Nets, Bulls, Pelicans. That's bad. Um, we do not like that. Um, we want, I have so many, I have so many Nets, so many, uh, I don't have many Bulls, but, uh, obviously AD, uh, having a few games is rough. Um, 10 and 11 games, you know, who cares? Like they're all the same, but then again, the top three, 12 gamers, Nuggets, Warriors, Kings. So this is why I like Buddy Heal. This is why I really, really like Jokic. Trade for Will Barton or Garrett Harris if you can on the cheap. Um, 
And then I mentioned, that's why I like Boogie. I think Boogie could be a difference maker. He could be a guy on a lot of winning fantasy teams. Um, mentioned overall post-break games, Heat and Pistons the most with 26. Uh, fewest, Nets, Clippers, Grizzlies, Pelicans, Suns, Spurs, Raptors. Keep that in mind. Uh, then 58 and 57, we won't really need to dive into. All right, so our pod, that'll work. That's kind of what I thought it would be. So you guys enjoy your weekend. Tell everybody about the pod. Retweet it. Do all this stuff. So if it gets a lot of listens, I can say, hey, you guys, I want to do more pods. Do it. Uh, so we can do more. This is fun. I love just emptying my brain uh, with the fantasy stuff that goes on. Uh, and hopefully you guys can win some titles. So best of luck. Um, go Saints tomorrow, I guess. Uh, and then always never go Pats. I'm a Jets fan. So uh Sorry, Patriots fans. You guys probably you can laugh at me, uh, but Darnold's gonna get you guys in like twenty twenty five. What? A... All right. So again, uh, enjoy the weekend. Come back Tuesday for the NBA matchups pod. New Thursday column I've got out for injuries to break things down. Hopefully there aren't many more of those. And yeah, Friday DFS pod, and then maybe Saturday recap pod again. This is so much fun. So you guys, thanks again for listening, and good luck. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.